Hey, this is Shannon K, and you're listening to Get Real. Hey everyone, this is Shannon K, and welcome to Get Real. Our guest today is known for her extraordinary classical vocal skills, singing in 16 languages and winning Padmashree Award and Filmfare Award for Best Female Playback Singer consecutively from 1995 to 97. Please welcome the legend, Miss Kavita Krishnamurti. Namaste. Hi, ma'am. How are you? Nice to talk to you. Nice talking to you too, ma'am. It's such an honor to be interviewing you today. I am so excited. Um, and I am feeling really <laughs> nervous and excited at the same moment. <laughs> oh, no, Shannon, it's so nice to see you because I, uh, you know, I saw you when you were dancing at Atlantic City a few years ago with a tiny girl. And of course, uh, I have great admiration for your father. He's a great singer. And uh, I've enjoyed singing for him and he's such a nice person. And it's so nice to meet his daughter and talk to his daughter also. Oh, thank you so much, ma'am. And yes, I, I do still remember that day when I performed to your song, Guy uh, it was just an unbelievable moment for me. And, you know, I think that sort of the same sort of energy is here today, uh, you know, interviewing you, talking to you about music. And I, obviously I've heard so many amazing stories from dad about you um, as a amazing human being and as a, an artist. So I'm really excited. <laughs> and jumping right into my very first question, I read about you um, a couple of days back and I and I you know I, I got to know that your aunt actually was the one who insisted you to get into music and uh, that's how you began your journey but you came down to Mumbai at the age of 14 uh, to try your luck in Bollywood so how was that like you know because 14 is such a young age. <laughs> it's not actually 14 it is 15 and a half and um, uh, it was a very different world, Shannon, for me, because, you know, I am a traditionally uh, a South Indian girl from a middle class family with my father in the government service background and uh, brought up with this South Indian family and my aunt, who's a Bengali, the Bengali family, the Bhattacharyas and the Krishnamurtis. So I had both these cultures in me, like I could, I would speak to her in Bengali and then I would speak to my mother in Tamil and so this was the kind of culture. So obviously there was great love for music from both traditions. So I started learning Tagore music and I won a few competitions and then I finished my schooling and it was my aunt actually who uh, kind of dreamt that I should be a playback singer because I was too young to decide what I want to do with my life. And not having born in a musical family, I never thought of music as a career because Bombay was too far away from me and never even dreamt so big, you know, but she dreamt big for me. And the only source of contact for me was Hema Mali and her mother. Hema Mali was a big star. She was a dream girl then. And uh, uh, Hema Mali's mother was a great friend of my aunt. So she, my aunt took a potluck and she said, come, let's go to Bombay and we'll see what we can do with your singing. And first few times I couldn't stay because I had to come back for school. But I kept on going and, you know, singing for concerts here and there, and then I would come back. And then finally, when I finished school and I decided to settle in Bombay for my music, and I joined St. Xavier's College, and uh, there I was studying, I was doing my economics, and at the same time, learning music, 
and it so happened that i was singing in a at a college function where um, shri hemant kumar came as a chief guest and you know hemanta's daughter ranu was my classmate so after i finished singing ranu said come my dad wants to meet you so she in the, the college looks in sinzeria's as a beautiful quadrangle in the middle so she out of the quadrangle in the corridor she took me and hemanta was there having a cup of tea and he looked at me and he said very nice and all that then he said would you would you like to sing with me on stage i i was flabbergasted i said sir it's an honor to sing with you on stage and um, he spoke to my mamuni in bengali and he spoke to me in bengali realizing that i knew bengali and then he uh, subsequently uh, maybe a month later there was a concert in udaipur where we went for my, for my first concert with him there and uh, the probably i did well because he continued calling me and i continued singing with him and then after that he uh, kind of made a call to shri manade the great singer and told manada there is a girl here who sings with me she's got some foundation in classical music i think she'll be good for you on stage with you for your duets because your duets require a little bit of you know range and classical singing so that's how i went for i went for my first concert to surat in gujarat to sing with manade and that association went on for 18 years i sang with him for 18 years all around the world and during this process i finished my Uh, be honest and somehow <clears throat> the music had grabbed me by then i had decided that it was giving me so much happiness i had already started singing jingles started doing concerts and you know chota mota recordings here and there so after i finished uh, graduation i decided to take music as a my as my profession and uh, that continued and one thing led to another and to cut the show story short because it's so long around 1977 you know before that i must tell you that hema malini's mother did take me to lakshmikant kerala's sitting room and uh, they asked me to sing something i sang one song of lata ji's i'm sure i i'm sure i missed it up because i was so scared <laughs> but anyway cut to the fact that obviously they didn't call me for a long time then out of the blue in 1977 i got a call saying that uh, please come for a please come for a rehearsal at lakshmikant kerala's house you have to do a song for the shooting ultimately lata ji will sing it for the actress the final album will have lata ji's voice but you know for the shooting they wanted a female voice so that the actress can emote when she shoots the song mm-hmm. so in 1977 uh, i sang a song called batli ko tod de sharab ko chhod de that was my first song that i dubbed for lata ji and then that's where i continued dubbing songs and then once in a while one of my songs would be kept which was the first film was mang baru sajna around 1980 my song was kept then then subsequently in 84 pyar chhupta nahi i got tumse milkar and then that led to hawa hawai later on so that's how i entered the film industry doing dubbings for lata ji but for me you know uh, the thing is i think god was very kind because i met all the right people at the right time that's what it was and you know they, they were all great playback singers because i was also singing on stage with uh, mukesh ji when i was not singing with manada i was singing with mukesh ji and sometimes with talat mahmood sahab they were all great playback singers of that generation so the fact remains that uh, i got to Uh, sit on stage with them and learn so many things about 
you know, one thing is to learn classical music from a master ji. But you know how to actually sing a film song in front of a mic. It's whatever you learn in classical music, you can't just directly put it into the mic. You, there are so many other things about singing a script-based song, singing a song for an actress, singing under what situation, happy song, sad song, romantic song, spiritual song, you don't know what you're going to get. So how to mold your voice for film singing, I really learned from all these great uh, gurus. And incidentally, also around 1971, uh, Hemant Kumarji called me to the studio once and he said, don't go to college tomorrow, come to the studio. I reached at 9.30, he taught me four lines of a Bengali Tagore song, Shokhi Bhabuna Kahare Bale, that's a song. And you know, once I learned it, I waited for a few minutes and then the door opened and Lataji walked in. I was terribly nervous. I realized that I had to sing those four lines with her. And that was my first film song. And this was when I was in the second year of college and I sang those four lines and it's kind of a blessing that my first film song happened with Lataji. I always feel that she blessed me and she was my lucky mascot. That's what I feel. Absolutely, ma'am. That was such an incredible story and journey. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I think not many of us get so lucky to be able to, you know, work with uh, the legends uh, such as, you know, Lata Mangeshkar or even performing with Mr. Manade um, and, you know, Mr. Heyman Kumar and everybody. So definitely an incredible journey. And, um, you know, speaking of recording music and everything. Um, when I first heard Hawa Hawaii, I was completely blown, blown away, especially for the fact because, you know, you're classically trained and to sing such a different sort of style and genre. Um, it was just amazing to hear all of that, you know, nuances, especially like in the beginning, you know, how you were like so expressive with, with your voice, which is really hard to do even for now. Um, and then, you know, later on, you, uh, you sang another song with dad, which was Akmare, again, you know, completely different to what you usually do. So how was that like? I mean, you know, what was the creativity, uh, you know, inside of you? And like you were saying, like, you can't put all of the classical um, things when it comes to like, you know, film songs and everything. So how was that? One, of course, voice working on stage and singing different duets with the great singers. So sometimes with Manade, uh, I would sing uh, Gagan Jhume, which is classically based, but I would also sing Jhumta Mausam Mast Mahina, which is more folkish. So one, singing these different kinds of songs on stage with them. And then, you know, even when I was dubbing for Lataji, different kind of songs, but I must tell you that the very first naughty song I sang was probably Hawa Hawaii. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, uh, shall I say that I was surprised with myself because I was, little, little shy, bordering on shy those days. Mm. And you know how it was, um, you know, the Mehboob studio would have about a hundred uh, musicians and chorus singers and all the musicians were mainly men. Everybody, there were very few women who were chorus singers, but everybody, there were so many men. So I used to feel funny about saying all these pakachiki and the chihuahua in front of all of them in a rehearsal, you go stand right in the middle of the hall and there are almost hundred eyes on you when you start the song, you know? All the musicians waiting and looking at you to start and then you don't tea what it sounds a little funny so i had a lot of inhibitions that day but but i don't know rehearsing two or three times with them 
And then, you know, uh, being told the situation, and I had not met Sridevi because she was new to me at that time. I had not seen her first film also. But somehow realized that it's a very naughty situation and I had to just let go. And finally, when I went to the recording mic, what really I feel for every uh, singer, of course, it's the techniques are different now. Now you can punch in each line. But those days you had to sing a, a seven minute song altogether. And if you make a mistake, you have to restart. And you, being a new singer, I didn't want to make a mistake because I felt all the big musicians there will look at me and say, oh, this girl, again, we have to start because of her, you know? Mm. I was a little nervous about that. So I said the mistakes should not come from my side. That tension is also there. But, you know, because of that, what happens is you sing the song so many times. You're singing it within yourself. And then when you go into the auditorium and the musicians are sitting there in the studio, you are sing you do two, three rehearsals with them. Then you come onto the mic, the recordist comes and he checks the mic for you. Then you do a couple of mic rehearsals. So by the time you finish and the take is announced, you have sung the song so many times that you don't really need to see the lyrics. And how many times what you have to sing is almost there in your brain. Mm -hmm. So then you can focus on the emotion or what the song requires because you're so comfortable, you've sung it so many times. So I sometimes feel for all singers, you know, um, something you keep on, practice makes perfect. You keep on singing and you keep on singing, especially what is very difficult for you, what you feel is not coming with ease. You work at that, you slow down the speed, you work at that, and then you increase the speed and then you do it. So I think constantly doing that. And another thing is you have to be um, like Manada used to tell me, you have to be a Kansen. Kansen, you have to listen to so much of music and with deep concentration, how somebody has sung the song, like how Ashaji has sung Pia Tu Ab To Aja, you know? Mm. And there are so many things you keep listening, you don't know where it has gone and sat inside you. So when you get a song, all this music that you've heard for so many years before you, like I've heard Lata Ji, Asha Ji, so many of my Gita Dadji, all these people and all the famous male playback singers too. So somewhere, you know, you've got all this within yours. It's like an encyclopedia there inside because you've heard so many artists. So when you have to project yourself, uh, you focus on the emotion, you've learned the melody, you're quite comfortable with the words. You know, one thing about a film, Mike, is to a certain extent, you have to be very precise about those days when there are, when I'm talking about a direct recording. Now you can do what you want. You can sing the same line five times, but when you're doing a seven minute song at one stretch, uh, you have to be very sure about what uh, grace notes, where you want to take, what embellishments, where you want to take. And I had this habit of notating my script. I notate my script a little bit. So when I notate, I, in a tricky part, I just write the notations down. Mm -hmm. So when I'm looking at the script, when I'm singing, it's like a painting for me. It says, That's so amazing. Oh my gosh. And definitely was such a pressure back then to be able to sing in one take 
um, you know, I can't imagine it it being right, you know, right now. And and speaking of like, you know, back in the days, you've been in the industry for like almost three, for more than three decades, um, having the opportunity to sing amongst the greatest legends to singing with uh, the current generation. Um, so how has that, you know, and you've witnessed the, the Indian music evolve throughout the years. So um, how was that like? And, and, you know, did you like notice any differences or similarities in terms of like the change of music and, and the style and even like the way that artists nowadays, um, you know, sing or record? Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, for me, it's, uh, if you think of 1970, it's almost five decades now, isn't it? 70, yeah. Lot of changes, Shannon, so many changes. Because uh, even on stage, you used to have the straight mics mm. and you have your script in your hand and you sing straight. And the playback singers used to have their harmonium and thing, and then used to have the accordion. Everything was acoustic instrument percussion, accordion, those kind of things. Then slowly changed to the keyboard coming into the industry. And uh, actually a lot of musicians also lost work when that happened because the keyboard did all the, you know, violin lines, cello lines. And then the keyboard became the one of the most important instruments for singing on stage for us also. Without the keyboard, it's impossible to sing, you know. So the keyboard came in. And then here also from singing six, seven minute songs straight, and those big microphones that used to, you know, like Bombay Lab and uh, uh, Film Center, Nebub, all had those big mics, beautiful acoustic mics they used to have, you know. Like you sing from this distance and when you hear it in the speaker, the voice used to come out so big, you know, and they used to have big speakers and the thing. So from there, cut to, and these huge studios and hundred musicians, from there suddenly keyboard and you have only about a few musicians and sometimes you are just singing on a keyboard track and the flutist and the sitarist, everybody is going to come and do the music later. Now, one problem at that time I used to face was the keyboard track is done and then um, the flute has played on it and gone. But you know, between the flute and the keyboard, there always used to be a few difference in shruti in the pitching. Sometimes the flute used to be sharper than the keyboard. Mm. So when I come to sing the song, I don't know whom to follow because immediately after my song finishes in the interlude, the flute is starting a little sharper, mm. you know? I always had to tell the music director, look, I'm going to follow the keyboard and I'm singing, the, sh shut off the flute for me. Let me sing with the keyboard. And once I finish, you can call the, the flutist to play again because there's something wrong here. He would say, okay, okay, fine. You see, but sometimes the music, music director themselves would not realize that there are two different stars going in a song which is like this, you know? Mm. And then after that, this period of uh, dubbing songs where the track is recorded and you go and learn your song and you dub. But then like Love Story 1942, Shanu and myself sang together. Then after that, you have the period where the male singer doesn't come at all. He's out at a concert or and normally music directors would say, Kavita ji, aap gaiye. I said, the boy is starting the song. He should first ask me the question or his comment and then I come in. He said, no, no, no. You girls can really catch, capture the actual, you, you and Alka, Alka used to sing, no? All of you exactly sing what we want. 
let the boys come and then listen to you and then we will do it so somehow you'll ask most of the visitors of that generation used to say that so we used to come and sing our parts first and then the boys used to come and sing their portions so duets are being done separately so how to imagine what the male singer is going to sing and how to reply to him how to emote that used to be another struggle mm. so then uh, yeah then after this phase of dubbing separately then came the phase where you come in front of the mic like let's say for somebody like mr rehman if you are singing one line you sing the song then he would say kavita ji uh, take ishq bina or ke sara sara and just sing it the way you want so i would be in front of the mic and think of how many variations can i give on that line so i would sing ishq bina ishq bina ishq bina whatever i would keep on going ishq bina whatever it is to go on go on go on finally i left the studio let's he used to record at night i would finish the song at 233 at night and go back to my hotel and fly back to bombay his recordings were in chennai normally and finally when the song came came out in the market i would realize what he has done he's taken what he feels is my best lines or what he feels and you know like a mix and match mm-hmm. and then i would say oh god all this sounds very different to what i did like you know he had taken the second half of the line from here first half of the line from here put it all together then i would hear, hear a song which i don't know it's going to come out like that it's all a you know it's like a wonder box which happens after you finish performing so i came to that stage and after that stage finally finally towards 2000 2001 literally you know it became so difficult because Uh, music directors wanted you to sing only one line aankhon ki gustafiyan that's all you know just a line and then you perfect that line then you go to the next line then you perfect that line so you know for us who had started out singing full songs in front of the mic we had constantly when the song comes we had to sing the earlier line so that we know with what balance to pick up the second line mm. you know if your first line is in one balance and your second line doesn't sound as if it's finished here and started again there'll be a jerk right and i didn't want the recordist to do everything for me that's not fair i said i have to do certain things for myself and so that that's another process of learning so i think i have seen so so many changes and when it comes to kind of songs also earlier a film song you know i would ha- i would i would go to screw three studios to sing somewhere i would be singing a film bhajan somewhere it would be a sad romantic song happy romantic song folk song a mujra song you know and a westernized song but now i find those things have changed because mm. now i find there is not uh, too many uh, bhajans happening in the film industry you will hardly hear a spiritual song and if you hear a spiritual song it's mainly sufi mm. it's sufi kalam there are hardly any you know like ram bhajan or krishna bhajan or you know those kind of bhajans are non existent earlier there lot of bhajans in film industry that is not happening anymore and then the songs are very westernized to a certain extent and also 
they or they are or they are very fusion they are very indian and fusion kind of approach but the thing i find about singing is now earlier we all had to have a range which was close to lata ji and asha ji so we had we we had to sing very high now there are different kinds of earthy voices so there are so many different kinds of voices so there are different kinds of songs happening which is very good because you know there's no limitation that only if you have this range you can sing in bollywood that's not happening so anybody with a good voice and a good temperament can sing but two three things which are the only disadvantage i find is um using a pitch machine mm. too much pitch machine for me the voice becomes metallic it loses emotion if you you know if if you have to pitch a singer so much somewhere it loses character according to me i'm too old fashioned one 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 is that point and second you know like i have been taught that if you this if you say dil ne kaha chutke se i have to sing dil ne kaha chutke se now because children are modern they are not expected to sing words like they can say dil ne kaha chutke se they can sing like that okay but those days musicians music directors would have said क्या तुम हिंदी गा रहे हो क्या हिंदी में बोल रहे हो क्या ढंग से बोलो दिल ने कहा चुपके से क्या अंग्रेजी भाषा बोल रहे हो तुम दैट्स व्हाट लक्ष्मीकांत जी वुड हैव टोल्ड यू नो बट नाउ इट्स अ मॉडर्न जनरेशन जनरेशन इज ओपन टू इंटरनेशनली ग्लोबली चिल्ड्रन आर ओपन टू डिफरेंट एक्सेंट्स सो देयर इज नो पीपल डोंट कम हेवीली डाउन ऑन द काइंड ऑफ एक्सेंट्स दैट आई यूज्ड बट आई डू मिस द करेक्ट वे ऑफ सेइंग हिंदी वर्ड्स समटाइम्स आई रियली मिस दैट यू नो हाउ टू थ्रो द वर्ड्स in such a way that it sounds really like a pure hindi form of words absolutely man i mean it's spoken a lot <laughs> i mean no i was really enjoying like hearing the evolution of music especially from an artist's point of view and and you know knowing the the challenges that came across you know every time the years changed with music evolved um technology came in and how hard or how difficult it was but you still managed to do so great and even speaking of like the the texture and pronunciation i mean you know uh i don't think anybody has that um solid of pronunciation nowadays as you know as you guys um you know dad and and everybody else back in the days used to have yeah but you know what songs have changed now so it's okay but yeah. if you think about those days songs were very very traditionally indian now if you take a madan mohan song and if a madan mohan song was not sung exactly like you say lage ja gali ke chhene paseera to ho na ho instead of singing precisely like that if you do lage ja gali ke chhene paseera raat if you say sing like that what happens is those traditional songs won't sound good because they're too traditional but mm. now fortunately songs are not so some of the songs are made with a guitar you know it's like a singer songwriter style a lot of singer songwriter styles come now so it's like you know how bob dylan used to say or you know leonard cohen used to say they had their own there was a character so i think that kind of music is uh, coming more into our film industry where you feel the actor is probably just singing freely uh, there's no particular uh, 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 what you say strong indian training required you know mm-hmm. all the time you know absolutely man but you know i i still feel as if like as an artist we should still uh you know 
have that sort of knowledge to be able to sing, especially if we're trying, uh, you know, an old classic song like La Gravelle to be able to sing, you know, uh, properly, because I feel like there's a fine line between, you know, trying to sing like how we usually sing compared to singing accurately, um, because that's the beauty of the song. Um, and I'm sure that you have so many incredible memories throughout the year. So if you could share uh, one memory from, uh, you know, whether it was like recording with dad or just in general uh, from your, you know, musical life. Uh, let, uh, let me definitely tell you about uh, recording with your father. <laughs> you know, uh, when we did Love Story in 1942, which was about, I think, around 1993, maybe. And um, your dad is definitely a superstar. And he used to sing five songs a day. Okay. Four songs a day, five songs a day. And he used to just sing them very quickly and, you know, come away and go to the next studio. So I remember Panchamda, we were at the rehearsal room and I was um, uh, rehearsing Grimjim Grimjim with, with Panchamda. I remember Panchamda calling uh, Shanu on the phone. Hey, Shanu, Kutai, where are you? Tikochish and all that. He said, listen, tomorrow you please be there by 12. And uh, I am not, and don't come and say that I will sing first and leave and then I have got another recording. All that Cholvila. You have to come and you have to sing with Kavita. I don't want Grim Jim to be separately. You, she sings separately. You sing separately. All that won't happen. You'll have to spend your time, sing with her on the mic and only then go. I mean, uh, this song has to be sung together. And I was, I was just wondering what will happen. But Shanu came. He didn't make a fuss. He stayed and he sang with me. Otherwise, normally what would happen is invariably, I would have, uh, the, the, like, if it was a Nadim Shravan song, I never sang much for Nadim Shravan song. I sang a few songs. So Shravanji or Nadimji would come and say, Kavita ji, if you don't mind, uh, Shanu ji apna portion karke gaake, he will chale jayenge unko dusra recording hai. Aap unke baad ga lije na. I'll say, okay, mujhe to achha hai. If Shanu sings and goes, mere liye mera, my job is easier. I can sing after him and I get all the feeling of the male voice and, you know, but if it's easier for me, I'm fine. So then Shanu would quickly sing and finish, finish off the job in half an hour and he would leave and then I would sing peacefully. Mm -hmm. But with uh, Panchamda, it didn't work. Panchamda said, nah, tumi ganta de. But you know, Rinjim, Rinjim has come out so well. There's such a, you know, nice feeling to both our voices, you know, the blending. Absolutely. Yeah. And it still sounds so beautiful. Um, and, and I think that's, you know, that's the beauty when, when you get to sing together, you have this connection um, you know, and, and that beautiful energy and environment that's around you. Um, and obviously the song comes out great. And of course, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Panchamda, you know, with his amazing, great uh, composition. I mean, it's absolutely classic and evergreen. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing that memory. Um, it was just wonderful to hear that. <laughs> and now I'm going to move on to a quick fun game segment here. I know that you are known to be very reserved and private person, but uh, let's hope, I hope to bring out some really cool fun things out of you. <laughs> I'm feeling alarmed now. <laughs> Not only to be, they're all good and fun. <laughs> all right, um, so the first question is, one thing which you always wanted to do, but haven't done. One thing which I really want to do, again, don't, please don't say it's boring, but I always wanted to learn how to play the piano brilliantly. Like I would have 
myself and my team to back home and I started to puppet you and I'm playing Chopin and Bach and I'm playing you know, like a jazz musician. I still love the piano and I always wanted to learn the piano. And I did learn for a short while, but it wasn't good. Then I got so busy with the film industry and all, I didn't continue. Because it's one thing I always feel sad that I never learned how to play the piano. Oh, well, you know, th there's still time for that, especially with the whole lockdown. I'm sure that you have plenty of time to learn and get back to it. <laughs> All right. Um, which talent would you most like to have apart from singing? Uh, you know, apart from singing, I would actually, if I could have divided my life between music and being a veterinarian doctor, I would have loved that because I'm so crazy about dogs. Aww. I would have to spend half my life with dogs, big, small, all kinds of dogs, you know, taking care of them and being around with them. So. Oh, that's adorable. I have a dog as well, so I can definitely yeah. relate to that. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, tell us one thing people don't know about you. I think a lot of people don't know, but I am sometimes very bad tempered. I can lose my <laughs> like a red-haired person, like you see a red-haired who loses temper. I'm I have I can be very quick tempered sometimes, but you know, like in the studio also I would like count one, two, three, four, five, six and calm down. Suddenly when I know that, you know, I'm sometimes you know, there are some music directors who in front of the producer, just to impress upon them that they're getting the best out of me, would make me sing a song five times, six times, seven times. I'm willing to sing. I'm, that's, I'm there to do a job. I'm paid for it. I can sing it 10 times. But when I know that, that the first two takes were the best takes and I delivered what they wanted, and just to impress the producer, they keep on making me sing sex or seven times. So they say, hey, Kavita ji, theek hai, par wo line ke, then I would sing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Calm myself down and sing. So I, I, I do have a temper which I have to control. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, that, you know, I think that that's kind of like understood, understandable, because, you know, if someone is trying to like, you know, impress somebody by making you sing like a hundred times, then obviously I think, you know, everybody, anyone could. Sometimes I can be unreasonably angry. So I do have to control my temper. I'm not such a good person all the time. Well, for all the listeners out there, um, you know, don't mess with Miss Kavita because <laughs> she has a bad temper. <laughs> all right. Um, one embarrassing moment from your life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this happened many years ago <laughs> when I just didn't know how to tie my sari. Okay, and I was performing. Um, uh, I was performing a concert in uh, Switzerland. Okay, and after I finished the sari, um, song, um, my concert for one hour, and I had a tanpura. I was. I had only a tanpura and a harmonium. I was playing the tanpura myself, and I got up to bow down. I realized my flutes were all going to come off. I went on stage. I don't know what I did. I quickly took the tanpura and literally held it on like this, you know, like that, my stomach like that, and just did this and slowly backed out of the audience. 
Oh my gosh. Really a very bad thing for me. And then I went backstage, I was almost in tears and my mother came to me, I did backstage before I'd met all the people coming backstage to see me. Oh, wow. I was in college then. Oh, that, that actually is quite embarrassing, especially anything that happens on stage. Oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing. But it could be a nightmare and you wouldn't believe it. I put almost, I don't know how many safety pins I put in my side. <laughs> I'm sure even so, you know, this day, I'm sure you're just pinning up and making sure it's all secured. <laughs> Oh my gosh, uh, definitely a very embarrassing story. <laughs> but that time for it really saved you, so <laughs> God's there. Masters <laughs> <Masaraswati> saved me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on the show once again. I had so much fun talking to you, ma'am. It was and such I, a- oh, I just like, I've heard a couple of wonderful songs. All the best, and I hope to see more and more of your name in the big screens and everywhere in the world. And I wish you great success uh, in your career. A lot of happiness to you and love to your family. Oh, thank you so much, ma'am. Means a lot. I cannot let you go without a song. Uh, shall I sing Aaj Mein Kur? I've sung it with your dad. Sure. gosh incredible you sound the same you sound the same oh my gosh even today that's oh wonderful oh my god i had to do it thank you so much ma'am for singing this song god bless you thank you Sharon. so lovely thank you so to much for being on the show ma'am thank you